Hey, everybody. Hey, I love you. I appreciate you. Hey, welcome to the Rock Life Worship Experience on today. Man, last week was just an amazing time. We're in this series called A Call to Worship. And my girl told me, baby, you kind of just left us hanging uh, those two weeks. And uh, my job here really for this season is to uh, really give you some great principles on how God uses different events, isolated events, um, whatever's going on in your life, how he uses those events to call you and I back to worship and call us into relationship with him, uh, where he's able to restore some things, where he's able to cut away some things. And so as we move into this next two weeks, uh, it's going to be an amazing time again. Um, I'm going to be talking about the story of Hannah, calling it a barren place called worship. I want you to think about something. Uh, how many of you have ever been in an empty place in your life where it just seems like everybody's laughing at you, people are talking about you, and your life and your success really depends on God fulfilling this empty place in your life? I want you to join me today. I want you to join me uh, for the next couple of weeks. We're going to be talking about a barren place called worship, the story of Hannah. I really want you to be encouraged. I really want you to begin to just do a self-examination and begin to just really think about some of those empty places in your life. How can God use those empty places in my life? I want you to catch part one, a barren place called worship. I'll be back real soon. Peace. Hey, everybody. I love you. I appreciate you. Hey, we create those relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. I'm so excited about this moment in worship on today. I also want to remind each and every one of you to make sure that you are preparing your $21 survival seed. We're going to be giving that corporately on the last Sunday of this month. I want you to really, I want you to really, really allow God to do something in your life. $21. I want you to come along with me and First Lady and all of our leaders, and I want you to sow that $21 survival seed. Why am I sowing today? I really believe that this is the greatest season to sow, to sow into your destiny, uh, to sow into those empty places that we're going to be talking about today. Sowing into God, just really restoring and renewing some things in your life, some, some time that you may have lost. and You really want God to redeem some things in your life. And so I really want you to just take some time today and uh, join us as we go into our new series on the day. Our, our, our topic for the next several weeks is going to be a call to worship. Subtopic today is going to be talking about a barren place called worship. That barren place called worship is going to be really good for you and I. Why? Because you heard me talk about it earlier. Uh, there are some empty places in our life that you and I really need to allow God to cultivate. God uses those barren moments in our life to do a lot of things. I want you to join me as we go into prayer and then we're going to get right into the word of God. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight, O oh Lord. It is our strength and our redeemer. Hallelujah. A barren place called worship. I want you to 
hit that share button. I want you to invite somebody and I want you to tell them that you need to get to Facebook, YouTube, you need to get to online church. Pastor G's got a mighty word for you. God's got a mighty word for you today. A barren place called worship. Operating in life on empty can be draining and life in, in life-threatening ways. Living life and you're unable to celebrate certain moments because of the empty voids that continue to plague you. I want to read that again, just give you that kind of settling foundation there. Operating in life on empty can be draining and life-threatening in many ways. Living life and you're unable to celebrate certain moments because of the empty voids that continue to plague you. Watching and comparing yourself to everyone else becomes a rigorous pace of trying to keep up with everybody else, trying to get to the desires that you want, understanding that all the time that you put in by putting on a smiley face is more work than simply allowing others to see the real pain of emptiness. I really want you to focus right here on this life, dreams, family, the career, are all predicated on our success of an empty or barren place in my life being fulfilled. If I can kind of paraphrase that intro, many of us look at the empty places in our life as the work that we've got to do. We've got to prove something to somebody. We're less than um, we deal with insecurities, we, we, we deal with the fatigue of, of trying to keep up with the Joneses, trying to keep up with everybody else, putting on that smiley face. But when I go home, I'm hurting because I'm empty. I'm hurting because I, I, I don't really have what everybody else have. I, I, I want to be like everybody else. I want to be successful. I want to be successful in my finances. I want to be successful, successful in my marriage. I, I really want to be successful in life, but I'm empty. And it seems like those empty places in my life constantly uh, plague me in, in many ways. And, and I'm really asking God, why did you make me empty? Why would you cause me to be barren in this place in my life? When, when you think about it, I, I want you to hear this. I don't see the desert as barren at all, as Joy Harjo says this. I see it as full and ripe. It doesn't need to be flattered with rain, but it certainly needs rain. But it does with what it has and it creates amazing beauty. I want you to hear that again, this quote that says, uh, I don't want, I don't see the desert as barren at all. I see it as full and ripe. It doesn't need to be flattered with rain. It certainly needs rain, but it does with what it has and it creates amazing beauty. When you think about that, it, it creates amazing beauty. When we think about a desert, we think about a desert, it's empty, it only has sand. It might have some trees in it, but there's really no live vegetation or life in a desert that can be, uh, a, that can be livable, a place that is accommodating 
to the natural paces of life. When you think about a desert, it's empty. It's void of water. It's void of natural life. It's it's void of so many things that you and I are accustomed to by living in the city. When you live in the desert, it seems like I'm just in an empty place. Joy Harjo says that um, I don't really see the desert as being that. I see the desert as being a place that is full and ripe. I, I see the desert as being that place that it adapts to the culture that it's been given and because it learns to adapt and it deals with the hot, it, it deals with the heat and it deals with the dryness and it, it deals with all of the other things that makes it a desert, it's able to create an amazing beauty. I want to talk to you today about the story of Hannah. Many of you have heard this story of Hannah many times where uh, Hannah um, is under attack because she doesn't have children and uh, Penina is coming against her and laughing at her and all of those different things. But I really want to begin to just peel this back and begin to show you and I how God will use barren moments in our life, those empty places in our life, to really restore us into a place of worship. He'll call us into a place of prayer. He'll, he'll, he'll use those moments in your life to grab your attention to cause you to understand that even though you may feel empty and even though you may feel that you're barren and, 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 and you don't meet up to the standards of everybody else, God really wants you to understand that, that if you can just really adapt to the barrenness that you're dealing with, that eventually it will create something amazing in your life. Come on now, it'll, it'll create something amazing in your life, but you and I, first of all, have to understand that there are some barren places in our life. And I want to talk to you on this first point about how God uses closed doors. It says in the scripture here, and I know many of you guys are, are going to be looking and saying, well, he didn't read a scripture. I want you to go to 1 Samuel, and I, I, I'm going to go right to verse, um, verse 11, uh, chapter number 1 in 1 Samuel she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a son, then will I give him to the Lord all the days of his life and a razor shall not come on his head. Now, um, I'm getting a little uh, ahead of myself in the text, but I really want to let you know where I'm going to end up at. She makes a vow. It starts with a prayer. She, 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 she takes all of her issues. She takes this barren moment in her life and she makes a vow. But before she makes a vow, there are some things that God uses for her to make this vow. There, there are some things that God is going to use in your life today in this season that will push you to pray, that'll push you to make a commitment to him, that'll push you to rededicate your life, that'll push you to uh, uh, reclaim your faith in him. There, there are some things that God is going to use. There is a barren moment in your life that God wants to use that will push you into asking him to do something for you. And in asking him to do something for you, it's going to lead to you making a long life commitment. I want to talk about that first point there, 
how God uses closed doors. Can somebody say, God uses closed doors? It says in the scripture there, in uh, 1 Samuel there, that uh, God had closed the womb of Hannah. Uh, her womb was closed for whatever reason. We don't know why. We don't know if there was a sickness. We don't know if there was some type of issue that she was born with. But the text says that God had closed her womb. So it means that uh, more than likely she could have been born with this issue, a handicap. Uh, uh, we, we don't really know. But he closed her womb for whatever reason. I want to talk to you and, and really let you know how God uses closed doors. Have you and I ever, ex ever, ever experienced a moment in our life where God had to use a closed door to get us to pray? A closed door to get you and I uh, to, to recommit ourselves to him. How does God use closed doors Doors that he closed. Come on now, there are some doors that God closes. There are some doors that life has closed. And there are some doors that you and I have closed. God uses closed doors. I, I want to settle right here and begin to talk about the doors that God has closed. I don't know why God has closed doors in your life. I don't know why he closed them in my life. There's so many times that I asked God, why did you close the door? Um, uh, I, I, can I talk about a closed door in my life? Uh, when I was out on the road and I was singing and it was time for me to come back home from traveling with Art Kelly and I knew that God had wanted me to come home. I knew that God had told me that my time was up and I had kind of made this deal with God that when he called me home, I would come home. And so God honored my vow. I thought it was a vow. I thought I was, you know, fleecing him. You know, I thought I was getting over, but God honored uh, my prayer. He cashed in on his prayer and he said, it's time to come home. And so I came home and I'm enjoying life. And, and there uh, back then, um, uh, they were really touring. And um, uh, one of the MDs called me, his name is Kern. And he called me and he said, Fred, um, Mary J. Blige, one of my favorite R&B artists, y'all pray for me, don't judge me now, uh, called and said, uh, she's looking for a male background singer and we heard you're not with Kelly no more. And um, I started to get ready to go and, and tour with Mary J. Blige, closed door. Puffy's calling closed door. Uh, th there were some closed doors that I didn't close, that life didn't close. God closed those doors. Why? Because he knew that if he did not close the door, that I would not only be tempted to go back out, but that I would go back out. And me going back out meant that I would be out of his will. I would be out of his plan. So in that moment in my life, that closed door became a barren, empty place in my life. I had nowhere to turn. I had nowhere to look. I, I, I had nothing to fall back on because I felt like R&B music and I, I felt like the lights and I felt like the people cheering for me was all that I had. When, when God closed this door, it, it left such a barren place in my life. I, I felt empty. I felt rejected. I felt lost. But it is God using the closed door. God, God uses closed doors. Can somebody say it? When, when God closes a door in your life, he closes it for a reason. 
whether it may be good, whether it might be bad. He closes the door to protect you. He's probably closing the door to save your life. When God closes a door, it means that he's trying to get you to go through another door. It means that he's probably trying to get you to avoid going through the wrong door. Now, come on, I, 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 I don't believe that Mary J. Blige was probably the wrong door. I don't believe that it was the right door for me at that time in my life. I believe that if the door would have opened before God had called me back home, I probably would have been able to walk through the door. But when God called me back home, he had to close the doors that I felt that I needed to be in. Come on now. When God is trying to get your attention, he closes doors. He, 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 he cuts off access. And because he cuts off the access, it seems like you and I are left on the outside an empty place, a barren place called worship. Can I tell you something? It was in those closed doors where I learned how to pray. It was in the closed doors where my tears fell down my face because I wasn't getting the money that I thought that I was supposed to get. And I, I wasn't able to go shopping and I, I wasn't able to travel like I, I wanted to. And I really didn't understand going back to church and being this worship leader that Fred Hammond had prayed over my life uh, after we had left Shane Park uh, uh, right there in Detroit. And I really didn't understand it. But, but, but eventually as I grew in life, I began to understand that God had closed this door in my life to, to, to allow me to move into the next door, the next door. God not only uh, uh, uses closed doors, but there are doors of life that are closed to us. Come on, I, I really want to stay right there. Maybe this is just a, a transparent moment with Pastor G talking about it. What, what doors in life have closed upon you. Life closed the doors. Come on now. Uh, life, life itself, tra uh, tragic events, isolated events have caused doors to be closed in your life. God didn't close the door. You didn't close the door. Life itself closed the door. Come on now. Uh, 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 life, the life of retirement, that door is closed. Come on now. Uh, you get to a certain point in your life and you can't do what you used to do. Those doors are closed. Now, you're 50-some years years old and, and, and what you used to do when you were 15 and 16 and 17 and, and even 40, that door is closed to you now. Come on now. Uh, uh, the, 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 the way you used to act and present yourself, those doors are closed now. Why? Because you've matured and you've grown. But then there is a transition in life where you and I begin to feel like um, I'm empty now. I, I, I remember when I turned 50 uh, a couple years ago, I felt empty. Because I felt the doors of my 40s and my 30s and my 20s had closed on me. And I began to look back over my life and life had begun to close another door. It, and, it, and when it closed that door, it opened up another door. But before it opened up another door, uh, 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 before it opened up the other door, I felt empty. I felt like I was in a place by myself and I felt like I was searching and re-examining my life all over again. I, I felt like when I was moving from 49 to 50 um, that I didn't know where I was going and I, I didn't know how life was going to be. There are some moments in your life where God will use the doors of life that have closed on you. Age, the dream, health, 
stamina, riches and wealth and fame and all types of things that happen in your life. Life happens and because life happens, doors are closed. Come on now. And it causes you and I to feel empty, causes you and I to feel depleted. But then when we think about it, let's look at that next one. Come on now. There are doors that God closes. There are doors that, that life closes, but then there are doors that you and I close. Come on now. I call them missed opportunities. Come on now. I call it laziness. I call it procrastination. I, I call it slothfulness. I, I call it fear. I call it lack of faith. Whatever you want to call it, uh, there are some doors in your life that you have closed that have left you barren that have left you empty when we think about uh, these doors, when you think about missed opportunities in your life and you think about some things that you failed at, some mistakes that you made cause some doors to be closed. Uh, I, 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 Y'all hear me talk about it all the time. I, claw, I caused the door of my college career, a four-year scholarship to Morehouse to be closed because I didn't know how to seize opportunity. I didn't know how to invest in myself. And so when it came time for me to go to college, I wasn't prepared, so the door closed. Oh, come on now. When you think about how many doors that you have closed because of mistakes, because of your fear, because of your inability to step out and move when God told you to. And now you're sitting here and you feel empty. You feel barren. But here it is. Think about Hannah. She was in the same place. She was dealing with a closed door. She was dealing with the closed door of life. For some odd reason in her life, she was barren. For some odd reason, God had closed her womb. When we look at this story of Hannah, her womb was closed. She felt empty. She felt barren. I, I don't know who I'm talking to today, but feeling barren is not something that you and I desire to feel about or desire to feel. I want you to listen at this note. One of the hardest things to deal with is, is to go through life not knowing why God closed the door in your life. Yet you are still searching for that one thing to open the door that could make life so much better. I, I'm going through life and I really don't understand why God closed this door. Life didn't do it. Come on now, everything in my life is going well. I didn't do it. I, I'm doing everything that I need to do, but God closed the door in my life, and for some odd reason, this door hasn't opened for me. Can somebody just really attest to that? For some odd reason, the door hasn't opened for me. Come on now, and in every point, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, God uses closed doors, but what should I do, Pastor G, until the doors open for me? Matthew 7, 7 says in the New Living Translation, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask. Come on now. Uh, keep on seeking, and you will find. Come on now. Keep on knocking. Come on now. And the door will be open to you. There was a moment in Hannah's life. Come on, stay with me. There was a moment in Hannah's life where she had to keep asking, 
where she had to keep knocking, where she had to keep making her requests known. The closed doors, uh, I really believe in this season, are not meant to remain closed. I, I really believe that God wants to see how persistent. I really believe God wants to see if you're going to press and push your way through this season in your life of, of being empty, of feeling depleted. A feeling like, man, I, I'm, 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 I'm out here by myself and I just don't know what to do. Come on now, a, a closed door. What do I do? God uses closed doors, but while God is using the closed door, what do I need to do until he opens the door? What do I need to do? Hannah said, what do I need to do? She began to seek God. Come on now. You got to seek God. You've got to pray. You've got to ask him. You've got to search him out. And you've got to realize that the closed door is there for a reason. And God is using the closed door to call you into a place of worship. I told you that we're not talking about worship as it pertains to music and singing. We're talking about a conversation an intimate conversation that engages God and man. An intimate closed door. Come on now. God is going to use that closed door today in your life to bring you to a place where you're able to do what? Ask. Because it says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. I just simply want you to say, God, as I lift my hands today, as I, as I lift my hands in, in worship today, the, the intimate conversation where I engage you and God, you engage me. I, I give you my life. I give you everything that I have. I, 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 I believe that the word of God is living on the inside of me. So, Father, I'm going to keep on asking. I'm going to keep on knocking because this closed door has caused me to feel lost. It's caused me to feel disconnected. It's caused me to, to have some insecurities that I just don't like. And, and I'm asking if, if you would just allow me, oh Rabbi, to sit in your presence until you open the door. Father, will you open this door for me? Father, she, she prayed and she made a vow. She made a vow Behind the closed door, her womb was barren. Come on now. Sometimes you got to make a vow, even though that the door is closed. Even though you don't know it's going to open, you still got to make the vow. You, 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 you got to put it at the altar and the feet of God, a barren place called worship. As you and I continue to move forward in this season where God wants to call us to worship, I want you to take some time today and I simply want you to say, God, I know that you're using the closed door, but Matthew 7 says to keep on asking. And because if I ask and I have faith, I should receive what I ask for. As I keep on searching for you, that you're going to hear the knock. You're going to hear my plea. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the closed doors in my life. I thank you for the doors that I've closed. I thank you for sparing my life and for keeping me. It's in this season that you and I have to understand that even empty places, barren places, can be used for a moment of worship. Father, we thank you. We create those relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. Your life matters. Jesus matters. 
and worship matters all the time. We love you. We appreciate you. God bless. Peace. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us on today. A barren place called worship. God uses the closed doors in your life. How many of you can really relate to that? Closed doors. We talked about those three doors that God uses. It's amazing that God would use the door that he closes to get our attention. It's amazing that doors of life close on us. Age, time, relationships, dreams. But then those doors that you and I close ourselves can be debilitating at times. I really think when we look at the life of Hannah, she felt like the doors for her to have children were closing in on her. I, I hear women talk about it all the time, and I'm not being a chauvinist here, but I hear women saying that if I'm not pregnant by a certain time in life, if I'm not married by a certain time in life, then maybe I just shouldn't do it because the door's closing in on me. I hear men say all the time, if, 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 I, if I'm not able to fulfill this one dream in my life, then I really don't feel successful. I felt like that. You felt like that. Many others have felt like that. What, what do we need to do? I want to simply remind you of what the scripture says over in Matthew 7, 7. It says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. I don't want you to give up. I'm talking to that young person. I'm talking to that person of age. I'm talking to my seniors and my elders right now, my leaders, all of those that I mentor. You're probably feeling that empty, barren moment in your life. And it's probably because God has closed the door. It's probably because life has just simply occurred and happened in your life. Or you could just be dealing with the guilt of a closed door that you caused in your life. However you relate to any of those three doors, understand that God will still use the door to work in your favor. How will it work in your favor? He's going to restore, he's going to renew, and he's going to put you in the best place that you can. He's going to put you in the safety of his presence. I want you to join me on next week for part two, a barren place called worship. Remember to sow your seed. Remember to prepare your $21 survival seed at the end of this month. It's gonna be an amazing time of giving. I love you, I appreciate you. Remember, we create those relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. I love you, Rock Church. Have a great week, peace.